Good afternoon, Patriots. Today is Friday, July 29th. I love Fridays. It's always nice when we get to the end of the week, even though lately it's like we get to the end of the week a lot faster than we used to. But it's great. It's a day to have coffee, enjoy the sun, have some more coffee, enjoy some more sun, dig in the garden, have some more coffee. And that's, and you have to start with your Expedition Coffee, which is X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee. You start with that one because that gives you like that super boost. Immune system goes up. You're like, woohoo! No more sickness for me because I'm drinking the Stud Coffee. The coffee is designed for your health. So you, had, you get that over at Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. And so you're like, wow, I got that. And then you get to that mid after the day, and you don't need any more energy because Expedition Coffee's got you carried for the whole day. So you're happy. You're cruising along. You're like, cool, cool, cool. But you're like, you know what? I just want another cup of coffee. But you don't want to get that Uber boost from Expedition Coffee. So what do you do? You Now you jump over to mystore.com forward slash bards, and what do you have? You have the my coffee. <laughs> that's, the ex, that's that extra step. Tastes good. Tastes great. You're like, man, I'm happy now. I've got my health coffee in the morning from expeditioncoffee.com. I get my booster coffee for through the day from my coffee. It's my coffee from mystore.com forward slash bards. And of course, use your promo code when you're over there on the my coffee store. Use mystore.com forward slash bards, promo code bards. You get 25% off. And then what happens? You go through your whole day, you get to the night, you're like, whew, boy, that's been a long day. Lots of good coffee. Worked hard in the garden. Worked on my ham radio, worked on my long range rifle, got all sorts of my prep stuff done. Super happy. Whew, time to get a rest. Then what do you do? <laughs> you know what you do. You head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bars and you go, I need a comfortable pillow and some comfortable sheets. My coffee leads to my pillow mypillow.com and the morning begins with expedition coffee for your health that's a nice package right there all those links are below every podcast you know you can't live without it because it's the extra special place to be just like that complete day i just gave it to you so patriots i got something for you this is unbelievable this is um i'm gonna play this one a minute 34 seconds Listen carefully and wait for the end. Then you're going to be like, what? Seriously, I was. Because I was like, oh, not another one of these stories. And then it hit me at the end. I was like, what? Here we go. Get ready. Where's the dog at? Talk to him. All right. Right there. He was all uh, with a lot of saliva. Yeah. And he was, he like, like, he wasn't able to breathe. They're coming on us, sir. You the owner of this vehicle? The Mercedes? Yes. All right. Turn around. Turn around. Put your hands behind your back. Palms together. Palms together. Don't un- don't interlock your fingers. Palms together. You have a husky inside the vehicle? Any weapons on you, sir? Any ID on you? Yes. Mary 23, one in custody. All right. Back to my vehicle. 
here. Don't move. Have a seat. I'm going to jail on a felony, willful endangerment of an animal. You realize how hot it is outside? You have the vehicle off, windows up, and you had tape around your dog's mouth. What type of inhumane asshole does that? It's bad enough to leave a dog in the car with the windows rolled up. He taped the dog's mouth shut. I am telling you, we have got some sick people in this world. I, I am, I'm speechless on some of this stuff. And you know, I'm, I'm gonna, you should know me by now. I am, I am not in favor of extra policing. And I think that some of the animal protection stuff we do can, can get out of hand. I'm going to be honest with you. And that's why I was watching this. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Someone's going to get in trouble for the dog. And then the story kind of unfolds. You're like, okay, that doesn't sound good. And then the punchline? He taped the dog's mouth on a hot day. Boy, I'll tell you what, that boy better get in front of God and start begging for forgiveness. You do not harm innocence. I don't care if it's a dog or not. That is pure outrageous. i tell you right now, he needs to have a good night in jail with Bubba. Get himself squared away. He'd be screaming for God the next morning. Man, I tell you right now, Bubba's squaring away. Come here, son. What? Get over here, son. You're going to become my plaything tonight, and I'm going to teach you how to respect a dog. Something like that. It'd be pretty clear when he got through. That's called being reformed. All right, Patriots. It's 11 minutes after the hour on this wonderful Friday. Let's pray. Father, today we started with an outrageous story, and we just, we pray for this man's soul. What in the world would lead a human being to want to force torture a creature in their vehicle, taped, mouth shut, so the creature would suffer and possibly almost die? This is an evil, Father, that is very hard to comprehend because it's a lack of compassion. And when we have lack of compassion, we know very well we're losing touch with our humanity. Father, so we pray for this man's soul. We pray that whenever this happened, wherever he is, he starts to seek Jesus and seek repentance. Because this man is not just a man. He's a symptom of what is going on in our nation. A lack of humanity. A lack of facing, confronting sin. And we need to start coming to the reality that as a nation, we cannot live as a nation of sin. So, Father, we pray for his soul. We pray for, and we pray for the police officer who did a great job. Honestly, that had not, it could not be easy. It's not easy arresting people, but he had a moral line, which we, again, we have to get back to, a moral line in this nation. So we're blessed for officers like this that can see clearly on this moral line. This wasn't an unnecessary punitive measure. He understood the lack of humanity, the lack of compassion for an innocent creature. And unfortunately, Father, we ha seem to always be able to bring out the compassion for animals, but we seem to lose the compassion for ourselves. 
So we pray today that we can start to resurrect and awaken again the compassion for humanity amongst humanity. There is so much evil in this world that our compassion for evil, our compassion for ourselves is getting dulled. We're becoming accepting of a time and a place where it's okay to just let evil run amok. We pray forgiveness for our nation for this. We are in such a state right now that death is becoming normalized. The exploitation of children is becoming normalized. And we are forgetting truly the origins of who we are. We are your children, and yet somehow we seem to get rooked into this walk of forgetting the power of what we're here for. We are here as the occupiers, the peace builders, the bridge builders, the peacemakers. And Father, we know that's not an easy path for many to accept, and yet it's the most noble and the most warrior path you've ever one could ever walk. Forgive us for our transgressions. Forgive us for our sins as a nation. We pray mercy on this nation because it continues to walk in sin. And we have to find our way back home. Father, there's many, many things going on. This one incident that we played today is just a symptom of a deeper rancor. It's a place in our world where truth has become a discussion point. It's a variable that doing evil to one another is just a part of living. That the problems are not those of the puppet masters, but people begin to look at each other as the problem and start to worship the idea that we are expunged from the earth. This is all Satan's hand. So, Father, we just pray for the breaking of this spell over people's eyes. Declare the scales so they can see clearly. There are so many right now trapped in the matrix. And our prayers are truly for them. Prayers to heal their souls. We know the power of prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. But sometimes we get wrapped up in the magnitude of this problem. We seem to forget that even at the magnitude of the problem here, prayer can still break through. It is the greatest weapon we could ever have. We just need to be combined in our vision of what we're trying to accomplish. So today we ask that you'll hear our prayers. We do pray for a nation that is broken and is in sin. We pray for a nation that is wandering in darkness. We do pray for a nation that can't seem to see the glory and the beauty of what you've given us within and outside. We do pray for a nation that seems to be burdened by the guilt of its own stupidity. We pray for mercy on this nation. We pray for this nation to return to Jesus and to put you back on the throne. We pray for the spells that have allowed people to condemn you, to be cast aside. And we pray for a nation to come to its knees to repent. We must repent, Father. You know that. We know that. We're praying for this nation to hear those words. We are in the valley of decision. And Father, while we are, we are walking with you as you want us to walk, no matter what burdens we bear, we are asking for the insight, we're asking for the clarity on each of our steps because our love for this nation, this love for this world is huge. And though at times it does seem overwhelming, we know one thing. 
through you all things are possible. So, Father, we give ourselves to you on this day. Our hearts are open. Whatever sins we have committed, we ask for forgiveness before you humbly. We ask for that strength now to stand. And each day that we stumble, we ask again for the forgiveness of the stumbles that we make. But we shall stand and we shall continue to confront this enemy. And with it, we shall grow. And we seek that path to grow closer to you. And in the sense of these people that do evil to each other, do evil to innocence. We pray for their soul, but we also pray for that realization, that accountability of what they are, that ability to look in the mirror and realize how they have become what they have become to be now face the truth of where they are. Guide us in these times to direct us to these opportunities to raise the souls, to heal the many. Give us strength in these dark hours to help those wandering in the desert to find a clear path to Jesus. And bless us, Father, with these amazing walks of revelation that continue to come before us, the clarity that you give and the strength that you pour down upon us. Thank you for all you give. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Here's a little piece from Phil Robertson, who I love. I think he's awesome. America's problem is that America doesn't know what its problem is. It's sin. That's your problem. We legislate murder. We made it legal to shed the epitome of innocent blood. All of you were in your mother's womb for crying out loud. You were in your mother's womb. It was you when you were this long. It was you when it was bigger, you were big as my fist. And it was you when you weighed eight or nine pounds before you came out. It was you from start to finish. You know that, and I know that. Give me a break. You know, Patriots, one thing is that we've casually celebrated in a certain degree the the collapse of Roe versus Wade with the full realization that it's men now cast to the state's to decide. This nation cannot have any abortion. It cannot have the destruction of innocent life. And so that fight is now on us to win. And it has to be won. And if it has to be won county by county, then we win it county by county. But we cannot continue allowing these sins to perpetuate and to breed. One sin begets another. You know, I, I'm, I've been just paying attention like a third eye on my, on my own life. And I watch the way God is guiding. And it's amazing sometimes when I, when I hear me say things because where I was six years ago is nothing like where I am today. And that's all God. But I think we can all be honest that we're in a similar walk. We're starting to understand that we're in war, truly. And it's not that... I don't understand that or you don't understand that, but truly embrace the fact that we are at war. We're not just at war in a normal sense of bullets and guns and body armor and tanks and rockets or whatever. That's Hollywood's version of war. This is the true war on the soul of humanity, who we are, and the traumas that are induced 
and led us to to induce more, to create rifts and blood rifts and sin so that we can feel like we can never escape. God is a loving father. He will always forgive us. He will always lead us to ways if we listen and if we seek repentance before him. I mean, he sacrificed his son for us. And through Jesus, we can find that place again next to father. But we have to become so focused and so determined in this fight that now it is truly the fight for the soul of this world, not just our nation, but this world. And every one of us has a place on this battlefield. Every one of us has a place in this fight. I don't care if you are a mechanic, if you are a bread baker, if you are a janitor, if you are a singer, if you are an artist of of oil paints, if you are a creator with clay, if you are a home builder, if you are a roofer, I don't care what you are. Where you are, God has you and your talents, your skills are what are needed in this fight because God's army is so multidimensional, so asymmetric, Satan cannot withstand the onslaught. He's not adaptable like that. He's actually very binary. And we are waging this war. And if we don't each understand that and appreciate the importance of every single thing we do, every commitment we make, every breath we take in alignment with what Father wants us to do, in alignment with Christ's walk, if we are not there, we're not fulfilling the mission and duty that God assigned to us. We've entered this world to fight for humanity. We are here in this time to fight for humanity and those generations that are upcoming and generations yet unborn. Why do you think they're assaulting children being born right now? Why do you think they're going after them with injections and they're so upset about abortion? Because heaven is sending down reinforcements in mass and they're doing everything they can to prevent those reinforcements from arriving, sterilizing people. They're destroying youth that are already here. This is heaven's army that's joining us. And that means our fight is ever more visceral and ever more real than ever before. I mean, literally, as we sit back and we do nothing, what we witness is like standing on a battlefield and sipping a Coke and going, oh, damn, my whole squad just got eliminated. They all got blown to pieces. Oh, that's too bad. It should be gut-wrenching to each one of us. We have a visceral fight ahead of us. This evil, it will not stand. It can't stand against God, but it tries to convince us it can. tries to tell you things like, you're going to be forced to do a cryptocurrency, which is all about entrapping us into their slave system and their, their metaverse. I was like, no. Well, you can't survive without it. Oh, yeah, we can. You will starve to death. Okay, I'll fight to my very last breath, but I also know I won't starve. Why? Because God has me. You shall be evicted from your home. Okay, throw on a backpack, put on some sandals, walk like Jesus. Sounds good to me. What else you got for me? We shall take away your pistol. Okay, I'll draw a sword. We'll take away your sword. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll fashion a staff. We'll throw you in jail. Sounds good. I know there's a whole bunch of good people with Jesus in jail too. What else do you want? What else you got for me? You see, it, it's so easy to overcome their poop. It's just constant 
verbal diarrhea that they are pouring on the public to scare people and to make them break their will. It is all about you can't, you can't, you can't. Well, I've got some news. Just need to proclaim it right here. Just so we are very, very clear. And what is that? It is one of my favorite scriptures. Luke 10, 19. For nothing is hidden except to be revealed. For nothing, for an, <laughs> nor has anything been, I can't even read today. I'm going to try it again. Behold, that was Mark, Mark 4, 22 I started reading as I started to look for Luke 10, 19. I think I'll try that again. God's talking to me, I guess. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. But to Mark 4.22, which is exactly the point, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. That's the gift. That's Mark 4.22. Luke is the authority. Luke 10.19. And John is the destiny. Truly, truly, I say to you, no one, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father, John 14, 12. These are our tools of war. We need to embrace them. No kowtowing to this evil, these mucks. Have no dis- I have no patience for them. And as long as we put it in before us and we say, nope, not a chance, never again, they have no authority. You see, that's just it. We give them the authority that they have, and we're giving them a whole bunch. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, you hear people say, it's like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? They're going to change the economic system. I don't know what I'm going to do. They're going to have control over my bank account. They're going to have control over the transactions. I'm like, not me. Because I've just said no, and I've turned to God, and I've said, God, I'm not playing that game. I don't know how we're doing it. I trust in you. We shall prevail. And God says, yeah, trust in me. God's not going to reveal his secret weapons. He's not even going to reveal his plans because the way he's winning this is he's got, I've got an army that is believing in me, trusting in me. I shall lead them to victory. And when I hit you, Satan, so hard, you will understand again and again and again that you are nothing. And my army is everything. Patriots, It is a Friday. It is a Friday to win. It's a fantastic time to celebrate the Lord. Give praise to Jesus. Encourage somebody to do the same. Listen to where people are. Meet them where they are. Don't expect them to meet you. Lead them from the darkness. Lead them into the light. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He will never forsake us. But we have to keep our prayers active and our repentance true. In the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, tonight I have Dr. Carrie Madej on. It's an amazing interview, an amazing discussion about her experience with God as she has survived this plane wreck And she has now been unbelievably healed. Such an amazing talk today. That'll be on this evening. So I'll see you this evening. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. 
we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. 
We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.